Welcome to Through the Bible with Pastor Michael, a podcast from First Baptist Church in Mustang, Oklahoma. Here's Pastor Michael. All right, February, day two, Exodus 18, 19, and 20, along with Proverbs chapter two. Five observations from the reading today. Number one, Moses was bearing the burden of solving all the problems of the people. This is uh, such a great brief passage here to help us to think about leadership. Leadership is not about everything having to run through you. Leadership is about broadening the base of, of raising up um, gifted, qualified, able leaders. Uh, the goal in leadership is not to see how much can depend upon you. The goal is to, to, to give away responsibility so that more and more people can use their gifts and use their strengths and ultimately uh, the the body that's being served there be made stronger. Uh, the problem was Moses was having to sit all day from morning to evening to listen to every dispute, to every problem. He was the one having to um, give the answers and solutions to, to every single issue. And, and Jethro um, second observation, Jethro instructs Moses to appoint trustworthy men to help carry the burden. Uh, we see in chapter 18, verse 21, Moreover, look for able men from all the people, men who fear God, who are trustworthy and hate a bribe, and place such men over the people as chiefs of thousands, of hundreds, of fifties, and of tens. Um, he's to appoint faithful men to help spread the responsibility. We see this in Acts 6 in 1 Timothy 3 in, in the book of Titus when it talks about uh, the church, how we're to have um, uh, pastors and elders, shepherds who are devoting themselves to, to the work and also deacons who are serving the body and, and the kind of, of characteristics and qualities that should be true in them. That it's not just about one person doing everything, but it's about training up leaders and uh, freeing them up to do what they can do. We also see in this something we saw back in uh, the Gospel of Mark that we've already looked at earlier in our reading. And that is just the, um, the wisdom of organization. He tells them to put people over chiefs of thousands and hundreds and fifties and tens. Again, when, whenever you've got a a confusing situation, a chaotic circumstance. One of the things leaders do that blesses and helps other people is to bring a sense of organization to the chaos. That, that, that's not a small thing. That's something good leaders do. They're able to see what's happening in front of them and then able to mobilize the people and equip them to be able to minister to each other and to execute a plan in a way that is organized. And, and, you've got, and so Jesus in, in the Gospels, when he was feeding the 5,000 men plus the women and children, he had them sit in groups of 50s and 100s so that the disciples could, in an organized way, serve the food of the people. And here Jethro is giving the, the same kind of advice to Moses to set up leaders, and some of the leaders are in charge of 10s and some 50s and some in charge of hundreds and some thousands. It's just bringing a sense of organization to the chaos. And that's something good leaders do. Uh, they look through the quagmire and they can, they can organize things and then the plane is able to take place. Uh, a third observation, the Lord prepares Moses and the people of God 
uh, for him to reveal his word to them. That's what's happening in chapter 19. The Lord is preparing the people uh, for when he reveals his word, known as the Ten Commandments, coming in chapter 20. Observation four, when we think of the Ten Commandments, the first four of the commandments deal with our relationship to God. They're, they're, they're vertical. Um, that we are to have no other gods before him, that we don't create any kind of image to worship. We don't take the name of the Lord our God in vain. That we remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Those first four commandments are vertical. It's how we approach God. Then, our fifth observation is the last six commandments deal with our relationships with other people. Uh, Honor our father and mother. Do not murder. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Do not covet. Uh, these deal with the horizontal relationships that we have with each other. And so this is a good reminder for us that first, we must have the right relationship with God. That must be first. And then, if that's true, that must also follow through in our lives to having proper relationships with other people. You cannot have a right relationship with other people if you don't first have the right relationship with God. But... You cannot simply say, well, I I get along with the Lord, I read His Word, um, I'm doing fine with the Lord, and so the way I treat people doesn't matter. That that doesn't work either. Um, The Lord commands us here in the Ten Commandments to have a right relationship with God, but that should have a natural follow-through in the way that we relate to other people as well. Which brings us to five applications for today's reading. Number one, effective leadership is shared leadership. Effective leadership is shared leadership. Uh, you know, sometimes leaders, whether it be a pastor, whether it be staff members of a church, whether it be um, just in the, in the civic arena, uh, sometimes people don't like to share responsibilities. And there's some good reasons why that happens. Maybe people, that, you know, that you've been burned because people that you try to share responsibility with didn't follow through with it. Uh, or maybe... Uh, other people on the team don't seem to care as much as you do, um, whatever it may be. But but here's the reality of it. No organization is going to be able to be nearly as strong as it could be if everything has to run through one person. There must be shared leadership. Um, this is something that, that the New Testament's clear for us, that, that in the church you've got a, a plurality of leaders, a plurality of, of pastors and shepherds who are who are taking care of God's flock. So there may be a leader among leaders, um, but but it still is a shared sense of leadership. That's very important. Um, so that if, if something happens to that one leader among leaders, or, or the first among equals, so to speak, um, that, that the work in the ministry can continue to happen. Um, effective leadership is shared leadership. And so... I think about like at, at the church where I'm where I'm blessed to serve. Um, I have leadership here at our church, and I have responsibilities that that fall upon me. Um, chief among them would be uh, the, the preaching of the word each Lord's Day. But if there's a Sunday where I'm out, um, the work continues. And if I were to be sick and not be able to be here for a week or two weeks or three weeks, the work would continue because the church. Uh, is not all wrapped up in me, nor nor should it be. 
Uh, there, there's got to be a plurality of, of leaders. In our church here, we're very blessed to have a number of godly men uh, doing the work of, of a biblical pastor and elder and, and a biblical shepherd uh, on our pastoral team. Uh, we also have a number of, of godly, well-trained men in our church who do wonderful things of teaching and leadership uh, and providing uh, oversight to our church. And so while the, the pastor is, is an important role, um, an essential role in the church, the church does not simply revolve around that one person, um, not, not if it's done well, because good, effective leadership must be shared leadership. And so those of us who are in leadership need to always be looking for ways to make sure that we're broadening out the base of people that we're giving responsibility to. Now, sometimes we don't do that uh, because of pride. Uh, sometimes leaders kind of like having everything have to run through them all the time uh, because maybe it feeds their ego or, or whatever it may be. Um, but all of us who are in leadership have to recognize that, that we are very replaceable. All right, no leaders indispensable, and because of that, uh, we want to serve the church not only for what's best today, but what's best the day after we're no longer here. Um, and that's why it's always true that effective leadership is shared leadership. We want to look for other leaders to raise to to, to raise them up, other leaders to pour into, to invest into them, broaden that base of leadership, have more of the church use their gifts. Uh, for the building up of the body of Christ, for the glory of God. Uh, number two, all good leaders still receive and respond to wise counsel. That's what Moses does with Jethro. He gets good counsel um, here from uh, Jethro, and, and Moses follows it. Um, he, he knows that he needs to, to do it differently, and that's what good leaders do. They still respond to good counsel. Uh, number three, good leaders start with the proper um, reverence of God. Let me, let me read chapter 18, verse 21. Moreover, look for able men from all the people, men who fear God. Good leaders start with the proper reverence of God. If, if your desire for leadership is about your name, if it's about building your career, if it's about building your resume, it's off from the very beginning. Good, effective spiritual leadership always starts with a proper reverence of God. And so Jethro tells Moses, when you're looking for men, find men who fear God. Find men who hold God in, their, in the right perspective. That's where leadership starts. Even, even before knowledge and and even before skill set must be that proper perspective of who God is that we would relate to him in the proper way. Four, uh, we are to obey all that God instructs us to do. I'm thinking here just in the Ten Commandments that we are to obey all of these things. This isn't just a, a, a buffet to obey some and leave others. We're to obey all of what God calls us to do. Uh, we are to relate to the Lord properly and relate to people properly. All that he's given us to do, we must obey. And then fifthly, it is a blessing to know God's heart and his will for us. I was just struck by this as I was reading this, that when God 
gives us the Ten Commandments, what a blessing it is that God has made himself known to us. What, what an amazing thing that we can uh, know God's heart and know his mind, and that God in his goodness, through the work of the Holy Spirit, would give us a Bible that we can have and, and we can read it in our own language. It is just an unspeakable blessing and privilege that we can know God's heart and we can know his will. Um, that, that, that's something we, I, I know that we understand, but it just, it, it's just an amazing, amazing gift that we can pick up a Bible today and know what his will for us is. Um, if it's been a while since you have just thanked the Lord for the blessing of having a Bible, um, take time today to just worship and praise the Lord for His goodness and His kindness in, in preserving His Word for us, where we can read it, where we can understand it, and where we can know Him better because of it. Summary from uh, Proverbs chapter 2. Wisdom protects us and acts as a shield for all who walk according to it. Wisdom protects us and it acts as a shield for all who walk according to it. When we walk in wisdom, that becomes a shield for us. It becomes a, a protection for us. And we need to walk according to the wisdom God has given us in His Word and let the wisdom that God gives us be a shield that covers us and protects us from so many problems that would otherwise come our way. All right. So God has spoken to us. We can know his word. Uh, we can obey all of it. And as we do so, we walk in wisdom and enjoy the covering that it brings. Enjoy the reading today.